there has been times where someone has said something and I try to defend myself and I never feel good about myself and they're just going to keep saying what they want to say and so something that I, it's really important to me is I just try to be myself 100%. This is The Playbook where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have Paige Sporanic. I had to say that quickly so I didn't screw it up. Um, just global superstar. I hate the word influencer, but I would I say- I hate it too. Great, great person. <laughs> you, you have a great personal brand, obviously, uh, a personality in golf, you're an athlete, model, whatever you want to call yourself. I call you an entrepreneur, a total freelancer who understands the power of your brand to help people. And that's a better definition than influencer. In order to get to a position where you can help people mm -hmm. with your brand, I believe the most important thing is the content that you have. Yes. And that content with you really starts with character because like most of us, your life wasn't perfect. No. <laughs> and, it, and a lot of people think it, it is. Yeah. And early on, what were the major challenges that you had or faced or feared when you first started figuring out, gosh, you know, I want to be a, a gymnast, right? I think that's your first, your parents were great athletes. You wanted to be an Olympian. Yeah, so I was an elite gymnast. I have come from a family of athletes. So my dad played football at Pitt. They won the national championship. My mom was a professional ballet dancer. My aunt was a professional tennis player. My sister ran track at Stanford. Nobody did the so. same thing. <laughs> no, it's been all across the <laughs> You're board. You're not the Mannings, that's for sure. <laughs> no, and so they, I got into gymnastics and I wanted to go to the Olympics, but I had a bad birthday. Which Didn't you know you'd be this tall? Well, yeah, I was too tall. I didn't have the right <laughs> body type and I also had like a lot of fear issues. Like I never wanted to get hurt. So I ended up fracturing my kneecap twice. And after that, my parents were like, you should probably switch quit yeah and throughout that whole time I was homeschooled because I had a lot of bullying issues growing up a lot of health issues so t talk about the bullying because back then it could have been like cyber bullying right it wasn't no. quite available what kind of bull like a lot of people talk about bullying but they don't know specifics of what yeah. that even means yeah so growing up um, I had an issue with my hair where it would just fall out and so um, I had the same issue <laughs> <laughs> so I was pretty much bald and a lot of kids wouldn't stand next to me because they thought I had the disease and then in gymnastics girls would spit in my drinks and throw birthday cake out and really exclude me so I've been bullied pretty much my entire life um, kids would throw rocks at me like really? <laughs> pretty much as bad as it possibly could be it was when that happens did you have like one friend or someone you could talk to I I didn't think I really had any friends um, I would just kind of adapt to whoever was kind of nice to me at the time so I didn't really have true friends until I would say college but pretty much through my whole life I've dealt with bullying it's been an issue for me and so when I speak about cyberbullying now they're like what have you dealt with? Like, right, you don't right. know. So I was You're actually, perfect. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you know, the way you look and you have success yeah. and, but they don't realize that this has been kind of like a lifelong issue that I've dealt with. And so I was homeschooled um, until college. So for fourth or fifth, I think it was fifth grade until college, I was homeschooled. My parents were just too scared of what girls would do to me and the, all the bullying. And so it has been like a pretty big problem my entire life. Wow. And then you go to college and you're a great golfer. <laughs> you, you really are. You play in the Arizona first. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I um, was top 25 in the world in juniors and got a full ride scholarship to play at San Diego State. And 
were, were you still being bullied when you were in college or did you build friends? <laughs> yeah, so it's actually a really funny story. I Well, it's pretty sad when you right. think about it. Ironic maybe. Ironic is <laughs> yeah. more the correct term. But I was being stalked and harassed by a group of, a group of girls on, I, they were just students, and I ended up having to delete my Instagram because it got so bad to the point where they were following me around on campus, sending me death threats. It was really, really scary, and then they ended up creating a fake profile and tried to switch it and send it to my coach, and I actually almost got kicked off the team because she thought I was the one bullying. And so we took it to the police, and you know we kind of figured everything out, but after that I said, I'm done with social media, I am never going to post anything ever again, and then it was my senior year, and I said, well, like it's my last year like right. I have a lot of family who you know wants to follow me so I created a my an Instagram account and I said I'm only gonna post golf because no one can bully someone on golf right which I was Boring. wrong about again <laughs> oh, no. but that's kind of how it started so then I only just started posting golf swings and golf pictures and trick shots, trick shots You're and Paul just, of golf. <laughs> just things that were just fun and interesting to me and I thought were very just kind of harmless and wholesome and they still found a way to bully you? Yeah, so then... Um, do you have friends, though? Like, I could imagine you're at San Diego State, you're on the golf team. Yeah. At that point in your life, you're pretty confident. Do you have <laughs> friends, at least? At yeah, so one of my best friends, Christina, she was my roommate, and I first brought the messages to her where I was getting harassed, and um, she spent pretty much all day trying to figure out who it was, and she was the one who finally kind of cracked the code and said it's this girl and this girl and you know they're the ones that are doing it so she's been like my best friend and she's been through kind of the ups and downs and so I have a really good group of friends but it's you know a small small group yeah and how would I mean cyberbullying is a little bit outside of my realm other than being a parent yeah and I watch it what would you suggest for someone that is being bullied either personally or in the digital world it's really difficult. Um, it's taken me probably four years to kind of figure it out. It's, you just can't let it affect you. I know it, the words definitely hurt and what people say. It's really hard. Um, but I just try to kind of not, if someone says something, I either just block it or I ignore it or I come back and I say something really funny. And I know that if they're saying something to me, they're probably hurting in their own life. So most of the time I actually do reach out to them and say, hey, like, what's going on? Are you okay? There you and 99.9% .9 of the time they respond, I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much. I am dealing with something. I'm depressed. I'm this or I'm that. And it just does a complete 180 and you have someone who hated you. And now they're kind of like a fan for life. I think that's so funny because I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world, right? <laughs> Once you get out there giving advice to people and writing books and speaking, you become a really big hypocrite because you're still human. So yeah. with three teenage daughters, I literally sometimes would tell them, oh, don't, you know, don't give it any energy. Give them understanding and pray for their happiness. Mm -hmm. You know, the same philosophy. Then I'd get on to, you know, the old man of Instagram and have someone troll me and my feelings were hurt. <laughs> Yeah. Right? And I, then I came up with my solution. And I'm like 50 years old at the time. <laughs> but I literally, my wife's like, what's the matter? I'm like, this person thinks I stole gratitude from Gary Vee. And like, they're really mean to me. Yeah. I didn't steal gratitude. And it could be anything. It's and that's what I always tell people. It's like, yes, you remember when people are nice to you, but you always remember that time someone said something mean to you. It, it could go back 50 years, 70 years. It, you always remember that one time being bullied. And it, it really just 
sticks with you and Here's, it's hard. In, in the brain, this is interesting because I've studied this, because mm -hmm. it, it's more negative and positive energy. Yeah. So the brain, negative information, negative energy, takes up more of your brain than if a positive thought. So that. that's why we dwell <laughs> on, on the losses. Yeah. We dwell on the mistakes. We dwell on the negative things that people say. And I think it's so important you know, to, to try to switch things around. I love now, anyone that trolls me or says anything negative, I will literally say almost the same thing. Hey, you know, I really want to understand where you're coming from. Here's my cell phone. Yeah, no. And the ones that actually call are like the hugest fans and they yeah. apologize. No, they the just, ones, they're just, they're, it's almost like a cry for help. And I think you do have to find what works for you. Sometimes that philosophy doesn't work for a lot of people and sometimes just blocking them is better. But there has been times where someone has said something and I try to defend myself and I never feel good about myself and they're just going to keep saying what they want to say and so something that I, it's really important to me is I just try to be myself 100% and I make fun of myself a lot of the time. I think when I went into social media I wanted to kind of make a difference and have like real change. Then I realized that maybe that's not going to happen and I don't have that influence but I can bring some kind of joy with a funny video or something that's silly and that makes me feel a lot better. So everything that I post now is not serious at all. I'm not trying to preach anything. I'm just trying to have a good time and hopefully like someone will have a better day because they laughed at one of my videos.